You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad and it's that time of the year when anyone who was going to travel to Ireland would look forward to the festival season and of course anybody who's in Ireland really looks forward to the festival season because it gets underway right across the summer and one of the highlights of the traditional music sphere when it comes to the festivals is the Willie Clancy Week in Ennis Simon or the Willie Clancy Summer School in, down in County Clare and this year... Um, it is going to be handled differently. There's going to be a virtual Willie Clancy and the Irish Traditional Music Archive are uh, stepping in to assist and help. And Liam O'Connor, who is the director at the Irish Traditional Music Archive, is here in studio. And we're going to have a chat. Liam, thanks a million for coming along for a chat, first of all. Thanks very much, Dave. Which you now, Austin? Strange times when it comes to music, which is very much what brings people together. Um, and so social distance is cheek to cheek, um, literally sitting on the on the bench in the pub beside somebody. A uh, very challenging time, first of all. Yeah, it's a huge interruption to to um, our normal life, and I think for. So many uh, musicians, singers, and dancers, and, and anyone who's uh, a love for Irish Christian music, you know, the, the, when you remove that communal gathering, be it in an informal session or at a festival or even at classes or, or in, a, in, a, in a concert setting, you know, that everything's been uh, put on hold, you know, and uh, for. for, for Good uh, reasons too with with COVID nineteen, you know, and then but it's uh, it's created a huge void in in our social uh, lives, I suppose. Not just, but I think that, uh, I was going to say, not just in the social lives actually of it, because one of the great aspects of traditional Irish music is how it's handed down from the master to the student in a living environment and I remember a few years back we were in Galway and we were uh, sitting in the Galway Bay Hotel in the afternoon having a bowl of soup and next thing this spontaneous session, or well it wasn't spontaneous, it was planned, but a session started up and it was all young musicians being um, learning by osmosis and being nurtured by their elders. That's something that has definitely suffered I would think. Yeah, and that's something that can't be replaced by technology. You know that the uh, uh, something we'll appreciate, I think, more and more post COVID. You know, is that that's you know exactly what you're talking about—the handed down um, social and musical interaction. You know, and we're we're doing a project here in the ITMA on on uh, a, a reflective documentary on, on what's special about uh, summer school, like school star Willie Clancy. And one of the flute players there, uh, Paul McGrath, who's head of the flute school there, um, he was reflecting on what's special. And he, he said, you know, when he was a teenager going there, you know, without playing a few tunes and, and, uh, and his words, having a few pints and, uh, and sitting next to an icon like um, from a totally different generation, uh, like Michael Russell, you know. So we've an age gap of maybe the guts of 50, maybe 60 years, and Michael turned around to him uh, mid-session and saying, I'll, "Come here, I'll teach you that tune." And, and yeah. you know that that casual interaction uh, that can actually have a huge exponential impact on on someone for for years to come. And you know, even in my own case, you know, some of the 
the most lasting musical relationships I have with, with people now so, um, were forged at informal sessions in, in Milltown Malbay. Uh, I remember sitting in with Noel Hill uh, when I was about 15 or 16. I had been to him for concertina classes at, uh, for I got to 10 years, I think, probably even at that stage. And But it, I, I was I had my fiddle, which uh, would be my preferred instrument, and... Uh, Noel asked me to sit in, and we had a couple of tunes in Queeley's Bar and uh, uh, in Milton Malbay, and uh, we've been playing together ever since, you know, and that's up to 20 years ago now. So those, we can recreate, we can re- have virtual alternatives to the formal events, your recitals, concerts, lectures, and, you know, we're, we have a wealth material here in the archive, but you can't replace the real thing, you know, it's... it's uh, and I think we'll reflect on that in a societal level, I think a broader thing, that the human contact will be all the more appreciated and that the intergenerational passing on the tradition is, is, is really the touchstone of what we're all about, you know. Which, in a way, reflects some of your own upbringing and your own um, background, because if I not mistaken from what you said before we got to start our chat here, you were being brought to nearly to sessions and to the Willie Clancy and Divers, or in nappies, sorry, I'm on, mm. we're on your side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, well, I'm, I've grown out of them now, but yeah, I would have been, my, my dad was, uh, what, had a, you know, he's a baseball appetite for Irish Swiss music, so he, he would have been going to, um, uh, you know, he would have been visiting Willie Clancy and, and uh, long before there was any festival, um, he would have been knew Willie as a, as a friend and as a piper and flute player and singer and, and, and uh, just a, someone who was reputedly great company in, 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 in any kind of a session, you know. Uh, and he would have collected from fiddle players like um, Patrick Kelly and that player as well. So I I guess I had uh, an upbringing um, very much rooted in traditional music. Yeah, that it was something that that you know uh, I was just surrounded by. I didn't really think much about it. Um, it's just just something. And I'm being the youngest in the family. That uh, all that that was all firmly set. You know, we never went on any family holidays uh, other than to music festivals in Ireland. You know, we never went abroad so, uh, as a as a you know, on a, some type of continental European holiday or or even to anything. And there was nothing really uh, a set of traditional music festivals and summer schools. Um, and we had a, you know, so this year is actually is a huge interruption on a personal uh, level, you know. So, but Lever, in that sense as well, it means that um, the whole lifestyle, and it's a lifestyle, as distinct from acquiring a skill. And I think that's the critical difference is that what Willie Clancy and a variety of other festivals like that represent is bringing together a lifestyle. So as that, uh, again, I, I can recall when I was in Tullamore, particularly at the All-Ireland FLA, and even in Ennis. Ennis was fabulous. Mm. Um, but mm. to see the number of young people reveling in traditional music, it, I came away from a feeling that there's nothing to worry about here, absolutely nothing to worry about, whereas so many other things are under threat, but because it's a lifestyle, uh, I don't think it, it's not. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I totally, totally agree. Like, to, we we come to accept now, and maybe my generation uh, and younger, there's there, you could go to a festival or a summer school or a winter school in Ireland every weekend or every week of the year, uh, you know, pre-COVID, and. Um, but when Willie Clancy, when the summer school was formed in 1973, that was a hugely innovative idea to have just just classes for uh, music. So my father's generation, you know, growing up in the 1950s and 60s, had no um, no lessons, no formal lessons. Uh, you, you you just sat in and hope for the best and hope maybe someone of an older generation would have patience, which is some quiet point, maybe before a session or that might pass on at tune and there's no recording or no you know that, that you just gotta be sharp and hope you, some part of the tune sticks in your brain and you might catch the second part another time so that's I think when we re- stop and reflect and I think that's what we're trying to do in the Irish Music Archive is, is to survey the community now in light of COVID and reflect on what's special about summer schools like Willie Clancy and that is one thing that's coming up that uh, that the classes are, you know, are, are almost taken for granted now, and there's huge numbers, great learning resources for for children learning Irish music from all types of backgrounds. But I think what's special, and you've kind of touched on it there, is is that you go to places like you know School Sarah Willie Clancy or School Exha, and you don't just learn the music; you learn the kind of tradition. You know that you learn you learn uh, you know what what's what's being valued by other generations. You, 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 there's an interaction there and a continuity that it's not just all classes. You know, there, there's something extra. And I think for young people, you make connections with your peers from all over the country and all over the world. And you can, you, you might only meet up every year at, at something like Milton Mountain or the FLA, but you're, you're straight away tuning back into the same wavelength and... And uh, I think that's something that, that, when we reflect now, is, is, is special and why Irish music is thriving um, in numbers uh, more than ever, you know, that you have access and you have a social uh, uh, social interaction. You know, I played a lot of classical music uh, when I was growing up. And I, I, when, I ref- when I think of the, the, the social attraction of, uh, of Irish Christian music and going to festivals and your class finishes at one o'clock in Milltown Malbay and if there's good weather you're down at the beach with some of your peers maybe then you're practicing your tune you might go for a session and you know you might go to recital that evening and, and eat a bag of uh, crisps and uh, and some chocolates listen to a fiddle recital and it, you know it all it's an immersive experience that uh, pays dividends because um, sustain you as well for the rest of the year that's kind of even now uh, that's kind of what I'm fearing this year <laughs> musically uh, that I, I won't you know I won't have that kind of injection of uh, inspiration that I normally get leaving Milton and if you picture for your, any of your listeners, listeners that haven't been at something like the Fla or the Willie Clancy week you're walking down the street with a, this cacophony of different sessions, different sounds, different instruments, uh, and you, you, you know, you might know up to 60, 70, 80 percent of the people on the street, <laughs> you know, uh, and you're hearing this. You're, it's a constant surrounding of a, a total immersion in Irish tradition music, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it, you need a good neurologist or a psychologist to figure out the 
the impact that has on your, your brain, but it certainly, from speaking to musicians, uh, it's, it's something that, that sustains us and, and it's almost like a, like some type of a mecca or a gathering for, for traditional music, you know, that, that, that has huge influence over the, the whole uh, health of the, the tradition. I was in New Orleans earlier at the year at the International um, Folk Alliance. And I was particularly struck on one occasion because there were two guys and they were sitting in the lobby and um, one of them was from Galway um, and uh, he was playing with another guy. The name escapes me at the moment, but it was a Mexican name, so you probably even know who I'm talking about. Um, But another individual came along, just opened up his fiddle case, sat down and started to play in the tunes with them. Yeah, and um, only when the tune finished did they introduce themselves to each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I don't think that happens with anything else. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's an amazing, uh, and it's cl- kind of cliche that it, you know, it's a, it, music is you know is uh, takes up where language fails, you know. But um, it, it's certainly true. Like I, I, I was on to for this. Ch- Documentary we're doing. Uh, I was on to a, a Tomofumi from Japan. He's a traditional fiddle, Irish traditional fiddle player, born and bred in Japan, moved to to Ireland and heard about this Willie Clancy week. And again, he hadn't much English at the time, but he he knew enough and came into contact with the right people that steered him towards uh, the Willie Clancy week. Signs up for his fiddle class and. Um, he was auditioned and sent into Tommy People's class. You know, so you have someone from Japan uh, that was at the beginning of his uh, lifelong journey into Irish music and fiddle playing in particular, and all of a sudden he's given access for a week uh, intensive uh, um, lessons from Tommy and uh, Tommy People's, and you know, huge icon, a legendary figure in Irish music, and and his daughter Siobhan and. To have that for 120 uh, euro, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing value. But it's a it's an amazing lifelong experience. And he he's gone on. That's seven or eight years ago. And he's gone on to that's kind of dictated the the um, it was a crossroads for him in his life. You know, he's he's, he's totally immersed in it, totally focused on. Uh, Irish Tradition Music and I think we're seeing that now and in, in my job here in the Irish Tradition Music Archive we're, we're noticing it's backed up by our figures on you know Facebook and, and uh, YouTube and now we can see the statistics and it's just such a massive interest in other um, countries around the world and not always uh, English speaking either you know we've South America we've have an Argentinian uh, piper who's doing a project for us at the moment we had a, an advent calendar two years ago where we had uh, 25 sets 25 nationalities represented that none of which were from you know the, the we all know the, the strength of the tradition in the US and, and Canada and, and, and the UK but and to a certain extent, Australia, but this is, uh, this is these are new traditions. You know, in Japan and Korea, Cuba, Russia, there was this, um, there's a fiddle player in in Moscow who goes to the Whitley Clancy Week every year, and he's he's not only interested in Irish fiddle playing, he's narrowed his focus of burrowing down deeper and deeper into the well as such, and he, he's only interested now in in Schleibucher fiddle playing, and uh, 
and he's in, he speaks Irish, and he's from Moscow, and he, he calls himself from Schlieve Moscow instead of Schlieve Lucre, you know, so uh, <laughs> we're just at an amazing point, I think, in, in, in the growth in Irish music, and it's, it's coming from a position 60, 70 years ago where you had, a, you know, in 1967 when you had the piping gathering in, in, um, in uh, Betty's Town where you had less than 70 pipers and less than 100 pipers in the whole country where you have, potentially, you probably have 100 pipers in, in some, in South America now, Do you know, uh, never mind, uh, in, in Ireland, you know, you've probably got to 10,000, 20, I think MPU reckon they've around 20,000 pipers counted for around the world, you know, so right. just... It's phenomenal. So, Liam, let's talk a little just briefly about the ITMA and your mandate, and then we'll wrap up and we'll talk about the arrangements that you have for Willie Clancy. So, uh, the uh, archives there, what have you gathered and what is the, how accessible, uh, how do people reach you and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, well, uh, we were formed in 1987, and uh, since then we have gathered the largest collection of Irish Christian music, song and dance in, in existence. Uh, physically, it's housed in 73 Marion Square in Dublin. It's open access uh, to anybody to visit, no charge um, whatsoever. So we we have six key core activities so it's we collect and uh, preserve um, so we, we collected last year at 150 events you know, uh, but we get a lot of donations of, of, of other events recorded for us um, we preserve that material digitally as well which is a huge part of our operation uh, then we describe and um, describe that material in our catalogue we have a massive catalogue that's fully searchable online uh, and then we publish and present uh, material as well. So, uh, in terms of access, uh, itma.ie is is the one-stop shop for for anyone who's interested. Um, and it's free, no no subscription, no membership. Um, we do, we welcome any donations, um, uh, but we, we're support funded primarily by the Arts Council and the Arts Council of Northern Ireland. Uh, with some uh, funding for specific projects from the Department of Culture Heritage in the Gwaltics. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's our, my challenge now as director really is, is to make that move from, and we're well on course, to make that move from having the biggest collection housed in a build, in a Georgian building that's fully accessible to people in a physical sense, to make that digitally accessible to as many people around the world as possible. So it's... Yeah, um, so we, we have a huge collection of photographs, huge collection of uh, video. Uh, uh, we've every published CD of our system music. We aim to have every 78, every LP. We have a massive collection of non-commercial sound recordings, so reel-to-reels, acetates, right back as, as far as, you know, cylinder recordings from the... Uh, you know, we've, we've cylinder recordings there from eight. 1987, uh, you know, so we we want to have as comprehensive uh, a collection as possible, um, and it comes with its challenges then to, to preserve that digitally. You know, mm -hmm. if we had a fire mm -hmm. in a building like this, I mean, that's that's the that's the nightmare scenario. So we we have we we're on that journey to moving all the material into uh, digital safe digital repositories. That if there was any. Um, 
you know, huge emergencies like that that we would be able to upload it somewhere else. You know? Right. And right. so that's the expensive part and the unglamorous side of things. On the glamorous kind of access, uh, public access front, that ties in probably with your next question about this called Sarah Willie mm-hmm. Clancy and Earth. So we have like a newsletter where we, we send out you know, highlights from our archive, we our YouTube, we have our Facebook and our website. So they're they're the they're the you know the, the kind of icing on the cakes for us, but the, the nuts and bolts are the, the preservation and, and organization. Just you took a concert, say in the Willie Clancy a three hour fiddle recital. Someone here has to, has to record it, sound and vi- vision, and then document the names of who played every name of the tune. So some some uh, fiddle players won't say what they're playing. <laughs> someone might someone might spell their name in Irish and English. Well, you know, how do we put that into the catalog so you can, our users can find it? All the way down to making uh, you know derivative copies available for quick access for the public, and then high definition heavy files into the digital repository. So it's, it's yeah, it's, 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 there's lots to do. <laughs> and then so many tunes are gone on them. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's no joke, yeah. Uh, uh, we, um, yeah, we, we, we've, it's quite a specialist knowledge. You know, there, there are software, so there's amazing software called TunePal, which can identify tunes to a certain level of accuracy, but you can't beat a human uh, no. <laughs> human with a brain with a tradition so knowledge of two names. So then like, just during the coming period when Willie Clancy would normally be uh, occurring, have you guys anything special planned or is there anything special happening? Yeah, well we have three uh, specific projects on the go to, to fill the void created by the cancellation of, of school Sarah Willie Clancy in a physical sense. We've, we've a digital archive here that we're making available so the one the first project which is on, uh, on at the moment and is available to anyone online uh, is uh, highlights from our archive so we have there's 10 um, highlights programs going up on, on Facebook and YouTube and they're available uh, and basically they're broken into the, the, the first highlights program was from the Harper Cycle. we followed the Willie Clancy traditional program so they're in that order. The harp first, then the fiddle recitals. So we took the fiddle. Um, I picked out, I think, uh, 14 highlights from over the years. So they, the earliest one was 1986, some video highlights, and then right up to, to 2017. Uh, so that's the highlights programs, and there's 10 of them. So everything from uh, instrumental music to singing and dancing. Um, then the second big project is uh, a virtual festival from 2019. So we recorded all of all 24 official events at Scotia Willie Clancy last year, 2019, and um, we're making that footage available online this year to, to um, coincide with what was what happened last year, and that these events haven't been made available previously on, online. And then the third project, which is um, probably our most ambitious one in a way, is, is to take stock and to reflect on, on the Willie Clancy Week and why it's important. And we've conducted the region of 80 interviews with uh, key stakeholders and practitioners and families and organisers and, uh, uh, and interested parties. So and the question is, why is, you know, why is the Willie Clancy Week special? Well, 
t- touching on a lot of the topics you, you've asked, you know, so the formal events are, are one thing, you know, the recitals and lectures and there, there's uh, classes, there's no competitions at the Willie Clancy's, so that would be, there's non-competitive, it's to focus on art for art's sake as such. Um, and then also the, the informal, uh, the social, and the, 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 you know, the, the importance of means for families going, and the, you know, the whole, uh, for want of a better word, indoctrination for of, uh, <laughs> people, um, young people in, into love and Irish tradition music. So okay. we're doing a, a documentary which will be premiered on the 18th of uh, July online. Okay. So and again, where it's being premiered is at the same website. Yeah. So. And all the information will be available on itma.ie, but uh, it'll also be available on ITMA uh, videos on YouTube, uh, on the ITMA Artistic Music Archives Facebook page as well, Instagram, and, and uh, so then you'll find it in an easy Google search, really. Um, okay. But itma.ie will, will have all the material there. You'll, you'll find everything there. The best. Well, Liam, that's per- perfect for us to wrap up. And I want to thank you for taking the time. It's been brilliant chatting with you. And uh, uh, I, I was looking forward to being there, but that isn't going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, the always next year. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I mean, that's the hope next year, and, and we'll appreciate it all the more. There will be no containing us now. We will, yeah. we will indeed. And yeah, uh, thank, thanks very much, uh, Austin, as well, for, for, for getting in touch and, and for, for all the good work you're doing for Irish music in Canada, too. Well, you're welcome. And uh, we'll try and direct as much traffic your direction as we can in all aspects. Great. Much, much appreciated. Yeah.